Welcome to the Linnaean Society of London. If you know the extension of the... Please wait a moment. Welcome to the pick of the month for January. And today we have a story of a young black boy in mid-19th century and one of the most enduring flavors in sweet shops across the world, vanilla. This is the story of Edmund Albius, a boy whose nimble mind and fingers revolutionized the vanilla industry. Back in early 19th century, no one knew how vanilla plants could be artificially pollinated for its precious fruit on plantations. Outside of Mexico, where it is pollinated by a bee, it was impossible to grow vanilla plants for its essence on a mass scale, like on plantations. But a 12-year-old boy who was born into slavery in 1829 on Reunion Island was meant to play a pivotal role in the popularization of vanilla in the world. Edmund was sent to work with Ferriol Bellier Beaumont on a plantation at a very early age, like they used to in that time. Bellier Beaumont taught Edmund all about the study of horticulture and botany. Beaumont was also in possession of a few vanilla cuttings, but was only able to keep one wine alive, which was unable to bear any fruit. In 1841, on a walk through his nice gardens with young Edmund, Beaumont was surprised to discover two fruits on a solitary 20-year-old vanilla wine. It turned out that Edmund had been able to fertilize the flower by hand. When Beaumont initially did not believe that this 12-year-old boy had achieved something that so many before him had failed to do, Edmund was able to convince him by showing him his specific hand technique for pollination. Beaumont was ecstatic and soon planters arrived to learn this new technique. And before long, Reunion Island was able to transport two tons of vanilla beans back to France. By 1867, this had increased to 20 tons and by 1898, 200 tons. By the late 19th century, Reunion Island was outstripping Mexico as the world's largest producer of vanilla. Now, this story would have ended well if Edmund had seen some recognition or indeed remuneration for his extraordinary discovery. But in line with times in 19th century, Edmund received nothing and died in penury and misery. To add insult to injury, historians and botanists cast doubt on whether Edmund could have even done it. While Edmund probably wasn't the first to come up with a hand pollination technique, it is evident that there have been other concurrent discoveries, Edmund must be credited for essentially providing the key for the vanilla industry not just in Reunion Island, but in other French colonies and islands like Madagascar, which is currently the main global exporter of vanilla. But in all, Beaumont persistently defended Edmund and his work, and he said that Reunion Island owes Edmund a debt for starting up a new industry with a fabulous product. And indeed we all do, every time we enjoy something steeped in the sweet notes of vanilla. The life story of Edmund Albius is both triumphant and tragic. Had it been a different time, Edmund might have retired a millionaire with his face on thousands of vanilla packs. But he was robbed of any recognition or regard that is owed to him. But he lives on in these stories. And this much we owe Edmund Albius, the vanilla wizard. This blog was written by Leanne Melbourne, who used to be in my position at the Linnaean Society of London. You can read the full story on our news pages on our website. Our staff, which includes our collections and library staff, regularly write biographies of little-known personalities with large contributions to natural history. 
Every month starting now, I will highlight one story from a wide-ranging collections and research. I hope that these short takes will pique your interest enough for you to take a deeper dive into our archives and collections, because peering into the past can help us understand our future. Thank you for listening and catch you again next month. Thank you.